Good evening. Good evening. Evening. It's evening here and afternoon there, right? Yeah, it's about uh, 6.20 my time, Rocky Mountain time, mountain time, 6.20 on Sunday, March. So what is it, 28th today? 28th? Today is the 29th. 29th. Wow. Two days left in March, man. You know, March used to drag on. Uh, <laughs> anywhere when we were kids, man, it took March, January, like, man, when is these months going to end now? It's almost uh, first April, man. So, yeah. But hey, yeah. we're here, and uh, good to be on for another broadcast of the Across Across the Tracks podcast. And uh, I'm Wayne, and I'm Steve. All right, my friend. How was your week? Oh, busy, busy, busy as a retired man can be. So <laughs> just playing out in the yard and running away from the rain and uh, doing what I normally do every day. You know, I I have a routine. Get up early. Get a run in, get a lift in, come back, watch a little uh, YouTube TV or watch some Netflix and so on and get back out there and do some more. And I spent the past few days working on a little patio that I put out back of some pavers, mm-hmm. kind of experimenting with that a little bit. Um, other than that, everything is normal. Situation normal. All is friendly. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> How about yourself? Hey, same here. Uh, working from home and still uh, the governor here issued lockdown uh, toward the uh, toward the end of last week. Uh, so the whole state is on lockdown and you're not supposed to be out unless you absolutely have to. So fortunately, the weather's been pretty decent. So we're able to get out, walk around the block every now and then. You can go to the grocery store and that type of thing. But uh, pretty much lockdown, man. Um you know, but people are still out walking their dogs and that type of thing. So this will be my third week uh, working from home. And, you know, I, I don't have to roll out. I get up for work at 730. I get up at 725 and, and, and I still in my pajamas and log in. So it's all good. It's all <laughs> I tell good. you, I tell you one thing, Wayne, I've seen more parents walking around with their kids in this neighborhood than I have in the past. 25 years. Absolutely. We see the I, same thing here, man. Parents, I bet your parents don't know what the hell to do. Right. They are, you know, teachers are babysitters for the most part. And you and, and you understand why, because these parents now, they're, they got kids that are out drawing chalk, you know, yep. they're walking around, they got bicycles, the parents are walking three or four times a day. And I'm like, these kids are driving them crazy. Yep. So yep. it's it's um, it's a new world for the parents to figure out. Now they know how teachers feel a little bit when they send their badass kids That's to school, right. and right. we have to deal with them. We have to parent them for eight hours. That's right. That's you know? right. We so. We have parents here, you know, they interview parents and, at night on the news, like, how are you dealing with your kids at home? Oh, my gosh, we don't know what to do. We're not educators. We don't know what we're supposed to do. And people are like, <laughs> kidding me? Teach your kids how to balance a checkbook, how to be kind <laughs> people, how to be courteous. I mean, that's teaching. And, uh, you know, we have just I tell my wife all the time, man, we're getting soft in this country, man. We're getting soft. And uh, hopefully the good outcome from this is maybe it will allow people to reassess, reevaluate things. And hopefully everybody will come out on the other end healthier. They'll establish more stronger relationships with uh, their kids, their spouses, et cetera. So there could be a silver lining into this thing once it's all over. So, And the other 
part that could make is just meaner. <laughs> true. People true. gonna get cranky, man. True. That is you know, because you know, I'm tired of just walking around the house. I mean, I run every morning just about. Right. But you know, if I have to go to the grocery store, I will. Right. If I have to go to a Lowe's or someplace like that, I will. Hell, today I decided that I was just going to take my red car out and just go drive. Right. You know, I'm self-isolated. Right. You right. know, there's nobody in the car but me. And if I pull up next to somebody, I'm going to be at least six feet away. Right. So I went I went on YouTube, not YouTube, uh, I went on Facebook Live and just had a had a, a a good time having having some fun and getting out in my my little red Corvette and driving fast, <laughs> you know. So there was a little there was a little change of pace there. Beside the car, hadn't I hadn't had a chance to get it out for about a week and a half now. So wow, I, I was starting to get the withdrawals from from driving it. So I said today we'll get through it. It's nice. We had rain last night. Had some thunderstorms. Roads are dry. 60 degrees hell i'm getting this thing out today i don't care if yeah. anybody said anything and 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 luckily there weren't any cops out because there's a couple times i looked down at my speedometer and there was a one and a zero Whoa. and another another number by it <laughs> Whoa. and so and i was i was still in fifth gear so Man. i didn't even get into overdrive yet so i was having a little fun wow Wow. Yeah, it, it is definitely interesting times in which we find ourselves. So not sure how long it's uh, it's going to go on, but uh, I think what, well, our part, what we can do is encourage people to, hey, continue to stay safe and self-isolate and, uh, you know, take some time to, you know, get into yourself. And maybe there's books you haven't read or movies you haven't watched or projects. Like you say, you're doing projects around the house. So yep. a lot of things occupy your time, but uh, this is definitely a challenge uh, that this country has probably not faced in a very, very, very long time. <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes us back to our old days, you know, when people, when the sun went down, people went to bed and stuff, That's you know, right. <laughs> not not anything to do. So Go I to catch bed. myself going to bed early now anyway, simply because I'm old as hell. Right, right. But that's just normal because I get up right. early right. And in, anyway, that that's, right. that's where we are. Yeah. All right. How about, how about what do we got going for what this evening, my friend? Time? You know, I got I got a few things on the uh, agenda for tonight, and uh, the first thing I want to start with is something a little, little upbeat. And earlier this week, the um, you know every so often, I think I don't know if it's annually or every so many years, but the Library of Congress uh, inducts certain musical recordings into the archives that are considered uh, important from a historical perspective. And so this uh, last week, there were two albums of note that got inducted into the Library of Congress. One of them was the uh, Whitney Houston's first album entitled Whitney Houston. It was inducted into the, to the Library of Congress. Mm -hmm. so, but the one that really caught my attention was The Chronic by Dr. Dre. <laughs> the Chronic. Yes, sir. The Chronic. The Library of Congress. And I thought, like, wow, I mean, if you if you think, you know, looking back at the hip hop at the time, people called it rap. But the hip hop and rap albums that have gone into the Library of Congress, uh, you've got the Blueprint by Jay-Z, 
Uh, you've got Raising Hell by Run DMC. <laughs> out of Compton by NWA. I don't consider this album a hip hop album per se, but it's considered that because of some of the tracks on the album have that hip hop flair to them. The Miseducation right. of Lauren Hill uh, is in the Library of Congress. Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang went in as a single, not the album. De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising, which was a fantastic album, had me, myself, and I on it and a couple other tracks on it. Mm-hmm. Dear Mama by Tupac went in as a single. Okay. Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy. And The Message by Grandmaster Flash. And there's an album by the guy who some people considered might have been the first rapper. And that's Gil Scott Heron. And I think we talked about Gil Scott Heron in one oh, of the yeah. podcasts. Yeah. But The Revolution Will Not Be Televised <laughs> is also in the Library of Congress. I've been trying to find that man for the longest. And you well, cannot find Revolution will The not Revolution be cannot be, Will Not Be Televised. You can't find it on iTunes uh, I or got Apple it. Music or anything it. like that. I got it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, fact, I, I think I've got the CD of Gil Scott Heron's greatest hits. <laughs> I've, I've got everything except the oh. revolution can't I'll, won't be televised. I'll send it to you. Or I, I tell you the other one that that's I don't have from Gil Scott Heron. He's one of my favorite artists, and that yeah. is the H two O Blues. Now that one I can't H- find. The H2O Gate Blues. The H2O Blues. Yeah, that one I don't have and I can't find. Yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking about. I'm pretty sure that's the H2O Gate Blues, man. H2O Gate Blues. I know know Joey Stubbs has it because when I came back from the Coast Guard, we were listening to it. Me, Joey, and Curtis uh, Bradley was listening to it when he used to live over there off of uh, Miles Street right there by the – the car dealership. I can't yeah. think of the name of the car dealership. Yeah. But yeah, the HTO Gate Blues. <laughs> I, I would love to find that. I, I've been looking for that for years, man. Yep, I've been looking for that song. And um, as a matter of fact, the last time I was in Seattle, and we'll get back to the chronic here in a minute, but the last time I was in Seattle, Seattle has so many independent record stores, man. If you want to find something, you, you just, I would just go to these different stores in the city when I lived there. But there's one place. Uh, I went to the last time I was up there and I don't know if you remember a song. <clears throat> it was called um, it was called uh, Freaky People by the Crowd Pleasers. Do you yeah, remember? I don't remember that one. Wow. Classic, man. Back in the 70s. It was it was called Freaky People by the Crowd Pleasers. Uh, I found that song. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know I've heard it. If you, you know, but I, I just can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, can't think yeah. of it right yeah. now. I found it in this store on a compilation CD. Uh, the store wanted like 30 some bucks for the CD, but I'm like, you know what? I want this song. <laughs> so I paid the 30 bucks, got some obscure tracks on the CD. They're like, yeah, it's okay. But I wanted that song crowd pleasers. But, um, you know, I will, I, if you don't have the revolution, when I'll be televised. I can send that to you. And I'm still looking for the H2O gate blues. So that, that is a classic, man. I got, I got turned on to that in college 
uh, when I was going to ECC by this dude, he was the radical dude on campus. His name was Johnny Gordon, and he was into Gil Scott Heron and and all these people, man, that he turned us on to jazz. He was into Miles and all these people. And this was one of the songs we used to listen to. We'd go to his apartment in between classes, and he'd always have some Gil Scott Heron album on, you know. Right, right. And this was one that's like, man, this song is speaking knowledge, man. Speaking knowledge. But anyway, back to the chronic. Classic album. A classic. And I think it it, it says a lot that the Library of Congress, I mean, some of the albums I mentioned, especially NWA, which Dr. Dre was a member of NWA, right. but the Library of Congress, they're expanding the range of material they're inducting into the library, you know, and this is a, a perfect example of that because a lot of people viewed the chronic, depending on where you were coming from, uh, they viewed the chronic as an album of, you know, it's it's got a drug theme, it's gangsterism, and it's gangster rap and all this stuff. There were a lot of people that were against that album, but right. as, as an album and a body of work, it is indeed a classic. So your thoughts on the chronic? Oh, absolutely. I I have a whole playlist of what I call gangster rap. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a playlist. Uh, and um, when I want to listen to it, and I listen to I listen to all music. Right, right. And when I listen to it, the majority of the songs that's on there comes from The Chronic. Right. <laughs> because, as you said, the the music itself is the driving force of the album. Right. Because unlike others, you know, the old school rap that uh, developed when we were coming up in the late 70s and 80s and so on, it's still rap. But what Dr. Dre was able to do is that he didn't sample very much. He created his own beats. Yep, yep. And by doing so, the the old school rappers always, you know, borrowed somebody else's beat. They always uh, sampled someone else's music. But what Dr. Dre did is that he had a, a, a beat for every one of those songs, and then he introduced, like, Snoop Dogg. Yep. Okay, and all that just flowed. And man, that album is it's it's the one that makes your head go bang, 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 bang. You can't help but you know, the old folks used to say it's it's the pat in the foot music. Right, right. right. But this is the the chronic was it's it's still and it deserves to be in the Library of Congress. Oh, absolutely. I mean from everything but you know, it nothing but a G thing. Yep. You know, uh I mean that's that's one of my favorite tunes in there. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Yeah. And it's it's just a, it's just an outstanding album. I think if I remember correctly, Dr. Dre got the um solo record or solo album of the year that year maybe. So, oh, I believe so. Yeah. Something like that. Yep, yeah, uh, record of the year or album Re of the year, okay. album of the year or something like that. Yeah. Best rap solo. Yeah, yeah, he okay. got a lot of awards for that album. Yep. Definitely. And I mean every song on there has been downloaded or listened to by millions. Oh, for sure, man. Every song. You know how when we were growing up, you know, <laughs> you'd have an A side and a B side on a 45, you know. Right, right. Some of, you know, they may 
put 12 records on there, songs on there, and you listen to about four or five or six of them. There's always one or two that you go, eh, that's all right, but nah, I'm not going to listen to it that much. But the chronic, every tune <laughs> was outstanding. Every one. Yep. Yep. It, it is indeed, you know, the people use the word classic, and I think today they throw it around very loosely. But when you say something, when you say this is a classic album, this is indeed a classic album. And you mentioned nothing but a G thing is one of your favorite songs. Uh, if, if we if we looked at Dr. Dre's body of work, and you know, we'll segue here to the next the next section here in a second. But if you look at Dr. Dre's body of work, there, there I mean, he's put out some fantastic music. One of my favorites is a song called Keep Their Heads Ringing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that song, man. You, man, that is the jam, man. That, that is what I I think, man, that that is one of the best tracks he he he's ever done, man. And I think I forgot what soundtrack. It's it's in the soundtrack of a movie, and I can't remember which movie it is. Yeah, I, I know and what you're talking about. The, yeah, that's a good one. They're partying in this airplane or something like that. <laughs> And man, that that is a banger right there, man. And he's he's used he's using a little throwback from uh, yeah. from uh, oh god, I can't think of her, I can't think of her name now. Ring your bell. Yes. Yeah. Anita um, Ward. Anita Ward. Yeah. 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 Man, you know, that is that song, man. <laughs> and, and, and it's on iTunes. You can download it from. Oh, iTunes. I have it. I have it. Have it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I have all of it. You know, one eight seven. Yeah. You know, all all that gangster rap stuff. I've got yeah. nearly just about all of it. <laughs> now, now, the controversy over Dr. Dre and NWA and so on is that the use of, you know, the B word and using the N word and all of that. Of course, you know, people, you know, they have issues with that. And I have issues with that as well when it comes to being a personal thing, you know, right, right. but as far as these songs go, you know, I'll never call somebody a B or anything like that. Right. I don't, I don't use the N word. You know, some people said it, it's been normalized for people to start using it because of these songs. Right. Well, the genre of the music, music changed, you know, and this chronic album, um, made a huge change. It wasn't just the NWA part of it. Now, NWA, I mean, they, they made some music is pretty decent as well, well you know, but this absolutely. chronic, this chronic thing is just a super intelligent album. Absolutely. Okay? Big, and, big ups, big props to Dr. Dre for that. That's historical, even though, like I said, there's a lot of the rap albums in there, but Right. This is monumental that that the chronic now has a place for now and forevermore in the annals of our history. So yes, sir. all good. So on another musical note, uh, we had an artist pass away this week and uh, we, we jammed hard to this track back in the day. Uh, Manu Debango, <laughs> African horn player. Yes, sir. Uh, 
and known for Soul Makosa. Yep. And man, we jammed on that <laughs> back in the day, man. Man, he was he was 86 years young when he passed, but man, that was that was a jam back in the day, man. Yes, so Makosa. <laughs> so Makosa. Yeah, Mama Sue, Mama Sue, Mama, whatever it is, man. It was Mama Sue, so, Mama Sama, Makosa, Mama Sue, yeah. so, Mama Sama, Mama Makosa. <laughs> So Makosa. Yeah, man, that was the jam, man. He passed away this week at 86. So rest in peace, uh, Mr. Manu DeBango. You know, Michael Jackson stole some of his from his Thriller album. He did. Want to be starting something, sample uh, some of that track. And, uh, you know, and and matter of fact, Michael had, uh, he got sued over that. Uh Uh-huh. And ended up having to pay after the fact, man, that uh, from barring sampling from that song. So, right. Uh, yeah, but uh, classic, classic jam. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then on some of the old school stations and I got it on my iPod. I li- you know, every now and then it'll pop up in the rotation and I'll, I just got to turn it up loud when it comes on. Man. <laughs> it's got that you know, have you ever heard of this other <laughs> South African group called Osibidai, Osibisai? I have not heard of them. Yes, they were big back in the probably mid to late 70s. Wow. And it was more like a funk type African groove. And they always had elephants on their album covers. <laughs> really? Huh. Oh, yeah, man. They were they would jam. And it was more instrumental than anything else. But it was a hard African beat. Man, it was it was it was awesome. I still I'm sitting here in my closet and I have a a whole box of albums over here in Peach Crates. I haven't gotten rid of any of my albums and all those album covers, man, are there. And this group was mid 70s and so on. They were they were hitting pretty hard back then. Wow. I'll have to check. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always looking for some new stuff to add to the collection. You know, just to just to listen to and groove to. I've got a CD, and and I've got the. I have to check this CD. I've got a CD uh, called African Groove, and I don't know if you're familiar with the. It, it's uh, it's called Putamayo. They they put out all this world music. It's mm-hmm. a label. So I've, I found this CD in the store. It's called African Groove, and they've got uh, Angelique Kojo is on there. Uh, a few other African artists, um, so I have to check, man. See, because I haven't listened to it. In a I'm long. sure that I'm sure they got Hugh Masekela. Hugh Masekela's he's got to be on there. Hugh Masekela's on there. Actually, I like Hugh Masekela's version of Grazing in Grazing the, in the Grass. <laughs> I mean, it's a toss-up. Now, I like yeah. his version. The <laughs> distinction is nice too, but Hugh Masekela, that's the original. That is yeah. the original. So yeah. So good music news uh, for tonight. <laughs> and always good to talk about some tunes. So segueing into sports. So um, we grew up in the age, um, you know, like you said, you, you played some basketball back in the days. I, I played a little bit, you know, as well. I think growing up as a kid, back when we did, one of the teams that we saw numerous times as kids growing up were the Harlem Globetrotters. And I remember seeing the Globetrotters at the National Guard Armory, seeing them at the E-Town High School gym. Yep. Then I saw them when I was living in Boston. We're stationed in Boston. I saw them a couple of times there, and we were living in Boston. But the great Curly Neal passed away uh, this uh, last week. <clears throat> Curly Neal was one of the original Trotters, uh, along with Meadowlark Lemon, Goose Tatum. But Carly, Curly Neal was known for his dribbling. You know, he could dribble that ball any kind of way you want. <laughs> 
And, and if you're, my memory serves me correct, it was Curly Neal who used to get into it with Metal Lark and some of right, right. And, and go get the bucket of water <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and threaten to throw it on them, and it would be confetti. I mean, scare people to death when they came up into the crowd. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if the Globetrotters, man, were, uh, I mean, they were, uh, they hold a special place uh, in the history of sports. Right. And, uh, you know, you cannot deny those guys were actually pretty damn good basketball players. Oh, yeah. Well, hell, Wilt Chamberlain was a globe trotter. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain was a globe trotter. So yeah. forget all the stunts. A lot of people forget that these guys were pretty damn good basketball players. Right, right. So what what is your impression as a kid seeing the globe trotters? I mean, what what memories come to mind? Well, going right down right down the street for me was that was the gym and going up there and, and watching the Globe Trotters and the, and the place was packed and they did the same routine that you saw on TV all the time. You knew what was coming. Right. You just didn't know when. Right. Uh, yeah, they were athletes, man. And um, Curly Neal, I think the other dribbler was Marcus Haynes. Is Marcus that right? Haynes. That's right. Marcus Haynes. When, yeah. when Curly got tired, Marcus came in. Yeah. And uh uh, he was there in Metal Lock. They always had the the good the good vibe going on with the crowd, you know, and they made fun and the shots that they made. Yeah. Like, how did he make that shot from? You know, most people will try to shoot shots from half court and miss ninety percent of the time, and Metal Lock would do the half court shot. Over his shoulder, yep. and the damn thing went in almost every time. Every time, I mean, I mean it's amazing. Time. I mean, it was, it was, and it was also a way of showing black basketball players as well, because you know, barnstorming back then for a lot of these sports like baseball and so on, the, the Negro leagues and so on. Well, the Globetrotters did the same thing for basketball because. The 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 white leagues didn't allow black basketball players in there. You know, sweet Georgia Brown back in the 30s is they think black players couldn't play in the NBA. Right. right. So they the Globetrotters was a barnstorming group that went around and played. Yeah. Yep. You know, so mm-hmm. they just continue that that legacy and they're still using that today as a means of promoting basketball players and the poor Washington generals, you know, <laughs> the most losingest team in the world, uh, you know, they, uh, they yeah. have to go along with it. And the, the officials, the officials were all part of the gag, you know, so <laughs> that was all part of the fun too. You know, everybody liked to get at the guys with the striped shirts every now and then. And so yep. whenever they made fun of them or got them good with water or whatever they did, uh, it was always good to make fun of the officials. It was. It was always good, clean fun. And uh, you, you, the thing with the Globetrotters was, man, you, you, you know, when you go to a Globetrotter game, the, the faces in the crowd, they were black, they were white, they were Asian. It was, it was a very diverse crowd that seemed to come to see the Globetrotters. And uh, that was their message. They, I think their message was one of unity, trying to bring people together, have some fun, have some laughs, and, uh, you know, watch, watch some basketball. And it wasn't all serious all the time. But, uh, you know. It, it got serious at times when the generals, not, when the yeah, generals got ahead of them. Yeah. It became serious. The Globetrotters weren't going to play around because no. they, would, they would turn it up like yeah. 3,000 yeah. and outscore them by about 60 points. Yeah, yeah. 
and they were they were one of the first teams to uh, have a woman on the team. I think Lynette Woodard, uh, University of Kansas, um, became a Globetrotter. She played with the Globetrotters for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Globetrotters are groundbreaking, and real sad to hear that uh, Mr. Curly Neal passed. And now the Globe, like you said, the Globetrotters are still carrying on today. Different group of guys, different group of uh, young women, a part of that team, but the tradition continues. And, uh, you know, we, we hope they continue on. So I'm sure they will. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, transitioning, um, we, you know, it seems like we're talking about a lot of death tonight, but <laughs> a lot of dying. But the last topic uh, I want to throw out is uh, one of the great civil rights leaders of our time uh, passed away yesterday. That was Joseph Lowry, uh, passed away age 98. And a great civil rights icon, um, founded the SCLC uh, back with Dr. Martin Luther King back in the day. And uh, he passed away. But a great civil rights icon uh, has left the scene. So I want to mention that and honor that. Uh, He was able, um, you know, not able, but he received the also got the Presidential Medal of Freedom back in 2009 from the first black president, uh, Barack Obama. So uh, did a lot of tremendous work in his time while he was here. A lot of work with Dr. King uh, for poor people, you know, underrepresented people in this country. So the SELC, fantastic organization, did a lot of great work for people during the civil rights movement. So absolutely. Most of the positive things that that's gone on in the country since the 1950s and the civil rights movement. He was he was amongst all of that. Absolutely. He was he was a uh, uh, second hand to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and so on. So uh, he he will be sorely missed. Uh, that's another you know as time goes by, that's another uh, candle that has gone out. Yeah. You know, a bright light for society uh, has has gone out. And uh, we're hoping that there are others that will uh, relight that candle and continue on that's going to help uh, all people of this country and all people of the world in order to uh, make this world a better place. You know, we, we need to get to a point where it isn't him or her versus him or her or them. Those guys, these folks, these people, and so on, and fight for the rights of the uh, the little man. You know, the people that need uh, a voice for them. Yeah, you absolutely. know, without without those guys coming through the nineteen uh, fifties and sixties and so on, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. You know, because we went to an integrated school all the way through elementary, junior high and high school. And prior to that, you know, everything was segregated. You know, our, your mom, uh, my older brother and so on, they went to the segregated school in the bottom, you know, Bond, Washington. Washington. And so, you know, Joseph Lowry and, uh, those, those people back in that time period, you know, they, they did a lot to make things, better for us, made our lives a lot better, a lot better. Absolutely. So we need to continue to, to do the same thing. And, and don't be shy about, you know, the consequences of, you know, stepping out and, and being brave and, and saying what needs to be said and doing what needs to be done in order to protect uh, other people's rights as well as our own. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, man. I couldn't have said it better, but uh, want to remember uh, Dr. Joseph Lowry tonight uh, passed away at the age of 98 years young. So 98, wow. 
those are the topics I had on my list. Did you have any any ad hoc topics um, that you want to throw out to to wrap up the hour or the the time we've got tonight? Uh, we have a we have a few things that that's out there. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. I know that um, it's it's that time of year that spring is starting to roll around, and um, last night we had some thunderstorm warnings. And I don't we may have mentioned this before, but it reminds me of the April uh, third tornadoes that hit uh, throughout the south and the Midwest uh, back in 1974. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, now we've talked about this before. Yeah, but yeah. it just kind of just kind of reminded me that, you know, it's it's that time of year that we have to start you know, paying attention to severe uh, weather warnings and so on. Um, that's that's really about all I have I can think of right now. There's there may be something else that will pop up, but uh, yeah, I yeah. think we've had a good conversation, man. You know, uh, you know, talking about music. You know, I love to talk about music too. You you're uh, <laughs> master DJ, uh, and we are we we always listen to good music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's it's weird. We're coming back to this a little bit, but you know, I tell people all the time. I listen to all types of music, yeah. and um, as a matter of fact, uh, when this group of guys is becoming members of the fraternity, you know, before we start our meetings, whatever, you know, I always bring my laptop and I always have some music playing, and sure. you know, I have my playlist is pretty um pretty diverse you know and i look at i'm like i don't understand and they don't understand like what do you know about that coach <laughs> and i forget what i was playing i was playing i just had i was just shuffling all of my songs right okay right and so all i have like 5000 songs Okay. And so they were listening to some rap. They was listening to old school rap. They was listening to jazz. They was listening to um, uh, just about everything. Like I said, my playlist is pretty, pretty vast, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were like, what do you know about that? And I just say, hey, I love good music. And um, anything that I think that's has a nice beat to it that's that's awesome hell i'm gonna put it on there right, right. Uh, you know uh, as a matter of fact i i was just today listening to what i have a playlist called blue-eyed soul okay okay yeah yeah and and within blue-eyed soul i've got player you know okay. baby I'll, I'll just go through my i'll go through my <laughs> blue-eyed soul playlist and you'll recognize and most of our listeners will neck recognized a lot of these things baby come back okay yeah okay uh ambrosia the biggest part of me absolutely a little bit of a little punk funk rock with the robert palmer and addicted to love yeah uh hauling oats adult education sarah smile one-on-one uh a couple of boss skags you know it's over yeah yeah uh Love what you've done, dirty low down. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Steely Dance fan and Donald Fagan. 
IGY, yeah. you know, Dr. John, <laughs> you know, right place, wrong time, yeah. Elk, Elk John, Benny and the Jets, yeah. uh, Eric Clapton, I Shot the Sheriff, <laughs> My Father's Eyes, you know, uh, Gino Vanelli, I Just Want to Stop. Yeah. Man, Gino Vanelli was the man back and then. You know, and you know, last week we were we were talking about Daryl Griffith, right? Yep. Well, you remember that 1980 national championship team that they was on? Really? You, know, you know what their theme song was? This is it by Kenny This is it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Kid, that, that was the jam, man. Yeah. That so was the jam. That's on my blue-eyed soul list. I've got I've got Led Zeppelin. Cashmere, yep. Uh, Peter Frampton, "Baby I Love Your Way," uh, "Sledgehammer" by Peter Gabriel, yeah. uh, "In the In In the Night In the Air Tonight" the by uh, Phil Collins, "Bohemian Rhapsody," "Bohemian Rhapsody" by Queen. Uh, how about this one, uh, "Escape"? Oh yeah, the my Her man Holmes. Pina Pina, Pina Colada song. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> like pina coladas, get, getting getting lost in the rain. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I have a whole bunch of Steely Dan. Man, uh, See, I love Steely Dan. Wild Cherry, you know, Schoolboy Crush with uh, AWB. Yeah. How about this one? Shot Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, yeah, Crystal. Crimson and Clover, man. <laughs> well, no, this this one is Crystal Blue Persuasion. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one too. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy James and the Shondells, man, they, they had that. That was like a, a blue-eyed, that was blue-eyed soul. Man. That was definitely that blue was blue-eyed soul, soul man. Because I remember as a kid growing up, a lot of my older cousins, you know, who were like a couple of years ahead of me in high school, they used to listen to Tommy James and the Shondells, man. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. That's some good stuff, man, like yes, you say. Sir. But I think... And we've talked about this before. Growing up in E-Town at the time we did, we had one station, per se, in E-Town. That was W-I-L. W-I-L. W-I-L played everything. They played everything from Al Green to Led Zeppelin. They played country, all on the same playlist. And so you got a good variety of stuff that, like you're mentioning now, we're, we're in our 60s and we're still listening to a lot of that stuff that we, you know, it that stuff stands the test of time, man. Yes, yes. I, I go on a lot of these old school uh, websites, and I was on YouTube the other night just looking for, I was looking for some stuff because I'm trying to find a way to convert video into audio. And I haven't been able to do it yet, but I'm still on the hunt. And so I was on there just scanning through, and this guy had a old soul 70s playlist that he had uploaded to YouTube. So I said, like, let me see what's on here. Man, it was deep. It was deep. And people were commenting on this playlist, man. They're like, man, this is real music. This yeah. is, I mean, this is real music. And uh, real musicians, you know, where they actually had a freaking band in the studio actually yes. playing, yes. you know. And uh, just amazing stuff, man. And and I have to say, and I'm, I'm not being prejudiced toward any other generation, but I think Growing up in the 70s and in the 80s and the early part of the 90s, I think was some of the best music ever produced. I just, I hands down, some of the best music ever produced. And the 70s, I have to say, man, there were so many groups, pop, 
rock, soul, some of the best music ever produced in in that generation. So yeah, I I agree a hundred percent on that. There's no music like the seventies. There's no music, man. You know there there was no there was no boxes that were putting out music. I mean, no. what you heard is what you heard on the records, and what's what that's, that's right. what it sounded like live. And right. there was always a variety of different instruments played at every musical genre. Yeah. You know, there was always a horn section, you know, there was always violins of some sort in there. They were still going through this classical transition, but they, they you know, put the rock and then they put the funk and yep. then they put the, um, the, the country and they put the blues and they put all of that in there and it all blended together. So that's why the 70s music was is stands the test of time. Absolutely, man. I uh, you you were, you were talking about your Blue Eyed Soul playlist. I mean, there's there's a group that I really liked in the '70s. They're on. I have a playlist, and I combine them with this other group who I think are similar. So I have two playlists that I do like that. I have a playlist of America, which I really love. America. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have America, and along with America, I have the Little River Band. Okay. So those two are make up one playlist that I listen. And man, I could listen to that playlist all day long because I think America probably put out some of the best songs in the seventies. I mean, you can do magic, horse yes. with no name. Name, yeah. I, mean, yep. I mean, we could go on. I mean, America put out some great songs, and then Little yeah. River Band, um, reminiscing. Yes. Um, Girl on your mind. I mean, man, deep stuff, man. So. You know, yeah, we're we're two young black guys who grew up in you you grew up on Miles Street. I grew up in the bottom, but we appreciate good quality music, whether it's rock, pop, whatever. I mean, we can recognize that. And and I think it broadens your horizons, man, because like you say, people ask you, man, what do you know about that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you know about that? I remember this uh this coworker of my wife's, he was getting married. And he said, yeah, my fiance and I were trying to find a DJ for a wedding. So my wife's like, hey, my husband does that. He'd be glad to do it for you. You know, give him a call. Here's his number. Give him a call. So the guy was hesitant. The guy was hesitant. And my wife picked up on it. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I don't know. She's like, oh, what do you think? That that my husband's going to show up and play a bunch of rap and all this kind of stuff? (laughs) That's what he thought. And and she's like, man, my husband listens to all kind of stuff. And he said, probably what you want, he's probably got and and would do a great job for you. But she said, you know what? Don't bother calling him. Give me the freaking number back. So (laughs) because the guy had formed an opinion that, oh, this black guy, he what does he know about? You know what I like to you know, that's that's you never sell people short. And uh, that's why I'm grateful, man, for W.I.L. It formed the basis of my musical uh, outlook and and I listen to more classic rock than probably I do listen to anything. Yeah, I mean <laughs> moving to Indianapolis and I've said this before and I tell this to all my friends, my black friends in Indianapolis. When I moved to Indianapolis, you can tell a dividing line between where you're supposed to live who you're supposed to hang out with, the music you're supposed to listen to, and so on. And so I'm like, man, I, I grew up in the small town. We listened to everything. We lived, we went everywhere, you know? So uh, uh, we were up in Fort Wayne at a car show. 
okay. uh, this past summer. And the guy that does a DJing, he every now and then he throws in, he always threw in some Steely Dan. And then last uh, last August, he actually put in some, uh, he threw on some cashmere. <laughs> and me and this other guy in the Corvette club, we were sitting there jamming to it, you know. And another guy that's in our same Corvette club goes, man, what the hell is he listening to over there? I wouldn't listen to all that stuff. And me and this other guy, his name is Sonny, his last name is Johnson as well. We said, man, we listened to that growing up. I don't know about you, but that was good music. Yeah. You know, so he goes, I never listened to that music before. So I said, well, that's you. But we listened to it growing up because he's the same age as we are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so. um that was a genre, that was a time period in which all that music was good. I don't care what it was. If Man. it was if it was good, if it had a beat to it, number one. If yeah. it had a rhythm to it, number two. Yeah. And yeah. number three, if the songs had a, a journey in it. Right. Or right. the lyrics were the lyrics were had a specific message in it, that's all you needed. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? I don't I don't think that era like the 70s will ever be repeated because group, you can name group after group after group and the catalog associated with those groups, man, people, again, it's 2020 and I guarantee you somewhere people are still listening to the they're listening to the Doobie Brothers oh yeah Foreigner, they're listening to to Journey, uh, yep. listening to ZZ Top, which ZZ Top, I love ZZ Top. Um, another one of my favorites. You mentioned Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan, Donald Fagan, man. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Steely Dan song? And my favorite. And we'll yeah. What is your favorite Steely? Oh my song? gosh. Um, After this, <laughs> I, I tell you what, my favorite Steely Dan song is gosh there's so many it's hard it's, it's hard okay let's, the, the, let's, the, let's the, the meanings some. the meanings of their songs <laughs> the way that the way that fagan and and becker put their songs together the way that they put in the music and the the, the voices that they have it's just hard to say. I can name I can name a bunch if I can name a bunch of them. Time out of mind, Peg, Black Cow. Um, a lot of Donald Fagan's newest stuff is is excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many. I can't name them all. Um, uh, let, let oh, me, oh gosh, help me out because there's there's, there's so, so many. So reeling in the years. Yes. I love reeling in the years. Yes. Ricky don't lose that number. Another yes. classic. Do yes. it again was when I first got turned on to Steely Dan was Do It Again. They used yes. to play Do It Again at WL all the time. And they always used to play it when we went to house parties. Remember yeah, the house parties? House they always played yeah. that. I'll play Do It Again. Uh Hey 19. Yes. Uh FM. Yep. <laughs> Dirty Work. Uh Josie, which is a I love that one. Yes. And Peg. And uh, Deacon Blues. Deacon gotta, Blues. Gotta have Deacon Blues in there. <laughs> so I mean, man. Uh, and I and again, Asia. 
Asia, the album Asia yes. was inducted into the Library of Congress years ago. But Asia is a classic. It is a classic. Any anything and everything that they they done. Oh, yeah. I tell you one of my. I tell you if I had to pick out one, the one that I listen to the most is Kid Charlemagne. Okay. Okay. Kid Charlemagne is probably one of my. If, if, if we're talking Steely Dan, yes. Kid Charlemagne is going to be in the top five. Okay. Okay. All all my others. Okay. Uh, gosh, I you know I have a uh, bucket list, and my bucket list is to go see Steely Dan live. Oh wow. And I, I have not seen him live. I mean, you know, Becker, he passed away a few years have, ago. Yeah, Walter Becker passed away. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I, 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 I still want to see Donald Fagan live. And his his latest albums, man, are the joint. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Are, they are pretty damn good. Yeah. But these guys are, they're musicians, man. Yes. <laughs> they're musicians. Yes. And, and, you know, it's when, when you hear, like I say, once you once you get into a group and a lot of the guys that left groups, you know, like after Peter Cetera left Chicago, I still followed Peter Cetera. I right. listened to a lot right. of Peter Cetera stuff. Right. Uh, you know, same thing. Lionel Richie left the Commodores. Lionel Richie's got a catalog all on his own. Yes. You know? But a lot of these lead singers that left these groups, um, you know, Steve Perry did well after he left Journey. Right. You know, I've got a lot of Steve Perry stuff. So these guys, but these guys are musicians. And once you like their sound, hey, I, I'll, I, what you got? I'll listen to it, you know. <laughs> Donald Fagan is one of those guys, man. He he just has a way about making music, man. If like, you ever get a chance, <laughs> go on YouTube and look up um the making of the asia album making of the asia album yeah and it's it it goes through every song okay. and how they did it okay and you, and you know that michael mcdonald started with steely dan before he yep. went to the db bro dewey brothers yes yeah yep. and so when you hear peg he stands out right away in peg yeah yep. and that, so that, um uh, what's that, his name uh, they were talking about as they're going through this Asia album. Uh, they were talking about people that have sampled some of their uh, some of their music. Yeah. And uh, Donald Fagan was uh, talking about um, I can't think of the name of the song. I've got it in my oh gosh. They sampled uh, uh, Steely Dan's uh, rappers have sampled Black Cow. Yeah, Black Cow. <laughs> yeah, uh, Deja Vu. Yep, yep. And so he was singing their version of Deja Vu and as part of this this little series. And he goes, "Oh yeah, you know they they took our song and did that. You know, it's that's just fascinating how they string things together and how the the some of their players and how they how they integrated. You know, this song here, you put this there." And that there, and don't say this, and how you do that. They were they were like um, conductors of an orchestra, right, right. And how they put the lyrics in, and how they said certain things, and so on. So I, yeah. Steely yeah. Dan is one, one is is yeah. Steely Dan, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, probably Earth, Wind, and Fire, Steely Dan. They're probably one two 
of bands. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, for I, me. I have, I have to throw a wrench into the mix. <laughs> I have to throw a wrench into the mix. Bands, when you say bands, I got to throw Chicago in there. So oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I throw yep. Chicago in there. Absolutely, Chicago. The Chicago horn section is by far, I mean, man. I mean, you, you get, oh man, I can't, I can't, I love Chicago, yes. but my question, I want to ask you before we wrap up, we've been wrapping up for the last, <laughs> Good conversation, which, brother. which version of the Doobie Brothers do you think was best? The Michael McDonald group Ooh, or the man. group without Michael McDonald? Ooh, you mean <laughs> the first Doobie Brothers when, before he joined? Yeah. Ah, yeah. pop. Pop wise, <laughs> the Michael McDonald with the Doobie Brothers is probably the most popular. Yeah. Music wise, the pre Michael McDonald Doobie Brothers was probably music wise better. Because I'm 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 looking I'm looking at my my Doobie Brothers playlist, and and you know the songs that Michael McDonald is on because his voice is yes. very distinctive right yes, yes so real love that yeah. was a michael michael mcdonald song on that one real love he didn't he wasn't part of the group when china grove came out no nope. long train running right taking it to the streets he was on that one yep. he wasn't a part of listen to the music black water rocking down the highway jesus is all right it keeps you running he was a part of the group on minute by minute he wasn't a part of take me in your arms and rock me what a fool believes. Yes, he was on yes. that. Yep. But another park, another Sunday, which is one of my all-time favorite Doobie Brothers. He wasn't a part of that. Yeah. So to me, it's sort of like 50-50. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Doobie Brothers, man, they they were, I think, they were one of the most underrated groups in the 70s for a lot of people. They flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah. And they had sort of like a blue-eyed soul feel to them as well. A little harder, but yeah, but they were they were unique. Yeah, and see, I was living in Texas at the time, and you know that was big down down south, you yeah. know, and so on. So I had a roommate who lives in uh, Idaho. We were in the Coast Guard, and he uh, he always had the Doobie Brothers on, man. When I was over in Italy, okay. Um, the next year, there's a another buddy that became a buddy who introduced me to Steely Dan. Yeah. You know, it was like 1970, let's see, I went over there in 76. And so I kind of got introduced to Steely Dan then. I knew of Steely Dan before, but 76, I think the Black Cow album came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, not not Black Cow, Asia. Asia, yeah. yeah. Asia, and Black Cow was on there, but that was probably oh. their their best album ever. yeah. Yeah, by far, by far, man. It is, it is a classic, and the fact that it's in the Library of Congress justifies that. Even though us music heads will tell you, man, you talking Steely Dan, you got it. You cannot mention Steely Dan without mentioning the Asia album. That, that's <laughs> it. you. You if you don't mention that, then I like I have a hard time taking you seriously. Yeah, you don't know anything about Steely Dan. <laughs> you don't know nothing about Steely Dan if you don't. But mention you know that. they're they're. Their pre-music before the Asia album was all good stuff, man. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's 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 uh, anyway. You know, I I I love me some Steely Dan. I love yeah. some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And yeah. Chicago is up there as well. 
Chicago. Any bands that actually played instruments in the seventies, they were all great. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were all great. You you could not dismiss it. And uh I you know, we could go on and on. <laughs> yeah. We gotta yeah. cut this off. We're, we're gonna be we, here all night. <laughs> we'd be here all night talking about great music in the seventies. And maybe maybe you know what? Maybe it's time to do another music show, which which we had one here. I think it was one of the one of our first earlier episodes we had a music show, yeah. but yeah. Maybe we should revisit this and, uh, you know, talk about some more groups in the 70s, you know, regardless of what genre they came from. Because, again, there was nothing bad. There was nothing bad in the 70s, man. So uh, I, I'll, I'll be down for that, man. If you if you want to do it, we can do it. We yeah, can. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll get down the road a little bit. i tell you what we should do. We should look into the... Um, music where we can actually sample some of this on on our on our show yeah yeah. and i I don't i can't think of the name of the uh the group that allows you to do that to get permission to do that but i would love to to do that because i would love to just take snippets of some of steely dan stuff like kid charlemagne and that like i said that's one of my favorites i mean they had a lot of good stuff but just the the um, the guitar riff that's in that's in Kid Charlemagne, and how all the the lyrics, man, just flow. And if you listen to the Asia album, or if you go back and look look at Steely Dan, their Kid Charlemagne is t- really talking about a drug dealer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's talking about a drug dealer, man, and it's 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 just the way that they put their stuff together yeah, and the yeah. meaning of the lyrics and stuff, man. It's just it's just fascinating to me. But yeah. okay, okay, let's. Well, we had a good conversation. <laughs> if we'll, we have to stop this now, so for all of our listeners out there, you have two small town guys <laughs> growing up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. That has a similar background and a similar similar love of music. And then we will want to continue this on a later, later date. So we'll we'll come back and visit this again. So if you're interested, please drop us a line, send us a note. So if there's something that you want to discuss, whether it's music or whatnot, just let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a blast. <laughs> a blast, and uh, we encourage everyone to continue to stay safe, continue to practice social distancing, and uh, hopefully the coronavirus will play out at some point. But until then, be safe and uh, keep your family safe. Absolutely. And I did outrun the coronavirus today in my little red Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> it, had a, it had to go over 106 to catch me today. Catch up but, with you, huh? <laughs> I don't think he caught up with me today. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end this and we'll talk at you later. I'm Steve. I'm Wayne. Peace out. And we're out of here.